It is Wednesday, the 20th of January, 2021. It's Inauguration Day, and on the way out, Trump's gonna fuck America up more before noon than anybody else will all day long. <laughs> and you're listening to the Handsome Genius Club Radio Show. Saludos, my darlings. My name is Anthony Kingdom James. That's not how I usually do it, but I threw myself off with giggling. Uh, my name is Kingdom, Anthony Kingdom James, a.k.a. Anthony Redgazer, and welcome to the show. Um, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm all a giddy. My heart's a flutter. Today's the day. Though, to tell the truth, it's actually 11 p.m. on Tuesday. Uh, I am recording this early. Because I'll probably be, um, I'll probably be busy watching C-SPAN uh, overnight, catching up on some things. I didn't uh, watch much of the news today. The thing I'm waiting for, the thing that will occupy my time is I'm waiting for Trump to drop that list of pardons. Uh, we've been hearing for the last couple of days that there might be a hundred, one hundred pardons, which isn't a, realistically isn't a huge number because, um, I don't know the number that, uh, that, that Obama released. I want to say something like 200, uh, a lot of, uh, petty crimes. The difference between almost every president before Trump and Trump is that his list already has included and will include, uh, this new list will include a lot of people who really, really, really got what they deserved and, but not, and, but because they are, uh, Trump's cronies or friends of Trump's cronies, they're going to get away with their crimes. Uh, CNN literally three minutes ago, posted an article, uh, Trump tells people he's decided to pardon Steve Bannon as one of his final acts in office. Steve Bannon, who led Breitbart for years, became uh, the White House chief strategist at the beginning of the Trump administration, is a fucking criminal. Not just a racist, not just a wannabe fascist, uh, not just the Cyrano de Bergerac of a, of a wannabe fascist. He was indicted for, uh, allegedly defrauding donors in a $25 million border wall fundraising campaign, which he used to pay for yachts and bullshit. Millions, millions upon millions of dollars that uh that that he took from other idiot from bigger idiots to to build that wall build that wall and he just spent it on himself he and his partners spent the money on themselves but trump is going to make all that go away trump is going to let steve bannon off the hook for that it's perfectly Trumpian. <laughs> the bigger the crime, the more he respects you, I guess. Anyways, at uh, I think at about noon today, Joe Biden will officially become the president of the United States. Uh, hopefully, the Senate brings Donald Trump to trial uh, quickly. Hopefully, Mitch McConnell dirtbag bullfrog that he is will uh, lead Senate Republicans to convict, to help convict Donald Trump and rid their party of him, rid, rid the Republican Party of Trump. And it's not that I give a shit about the Republican Party because they have mutated into fucking villains over like pure... Make Lex Luthor look good, pure villains over the last few years. But 
the likes of Josh Hawley and uh, uh, and 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 Raphael Cruz, Ted Cruz, uh, and and uh, Coach Tuberville, Tommy Tuberville, they need to be they need to be thrown out of the Senate. And Donald Trump needs to be prevented from holding public office higher than dog catcher ever again. The, the, the fact that such a large percentage of Republicans would vote for him again in 2024 means that, and they've already said that, that, that means that Trump could haunt American politics. He will haunt American politics, but he could haunt American politics for the next four years with bullshit about don't worry, when I come back to the White House, I'll fix it. We need to make sure that he's... The se- the, re- the Senate Republicans need to make sure that that can't happen. And if somebody like Mitch McConnell, who is a selfish, racist piece of shit, a uh, money-grubbing bastard, if he does it for his own personal reasons, that's fine. Just fucking get it done. Oh, and hopefully that's the last I have to talk about Trump for a long time. It won't be. It won't be. He's going to he's going to haunt us like the smell of fish in Tupperware, man. He <laughs> but there's better things to talk about, Um, like stuff that's getting accomplished here at, you know, Cassidy Kingdom. Like, finally getting the website to work. Oh, shit. Uh, Yesterday afternoon, Tuesday... Well, this afternoon. I already admitted that it's Tuesday night. Uh, Tuesday afternoon, I got dueling emails from Apple saying that uh, the podcast has been reapproved. So, it should finally, after many stops and starts, uh, be back syndicating to iTunes, to Apple Podcasts. I got an email from Google saying that the feed needed to be uh, re-validated. And I did. And it got approved. So hopefully, you know, you'll be able to hear this through Google. Um, Later today, Wednesday, later Wednesday, I will go about getting Spotify and Stitcher uh, re-approved. I wanted to get Apple done first. I wanted to get iTunes done first and then worry about the others. And Google sent me a letter saying, hey, we're not getting anything from your feed for the last couple of weeks. You want to fix it? And I said yes. Um, so, So that is done. And the website's looking pretty decent. And I'm adding some content. Um... I'm also adding content to Patreon. Um, Fridays, the exclusive episode of this show that uh, that that gets released on Fridays. Uh, I've already uploaded this Friday's episode, which is pre-recorded with our good friend Holden Albright. Uh, we're doing we're doing a thing, and this is his idea, and I love this kid because he's so he's 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 got ideas and. And they're good ideas. <laughs> We're doing a, a, a monthly episode of uh, our podcasts together, which he has dubbed uh, the ABC podcast, the Anthony and Brendone Conversations. Brendan. There's an E at the end of Brendan. So we always, a bunch of us always say Brendone. Um, the Anthony and Brendan Conversations. And... Um, you'll be able to find those episodes, I think the third Friday of the month on my Patreon and that same week, uh, it's already online on his Patreon, but I want to stick to Fridays. I want to stick to Fridays on mine. Um, hopefully I can bend him to my will and, and, and we'll start putting them out on the same day. (laughs) There's no point in being in competition with each other. Um, so it's a little swap cast action. And, uh, and it's good. It's, it's fun. I think it'll develop into something. Um, what else? What else got? Oh, this podcast is moving. Now, as you know, all last year, I did five days a week, Monday through Friday. 
half about third of the way through the year, I turned or halfway through the year. I can't remember now. I turned the Friday episode into a Patreon exclusive. So it was Monday to Thursday, free episodes, Friday every week, Patreon exclusive. At the beginning of this year, I decided I'm going to cut back that schedule a little. I'm going to cut it back to three days a week. And it made sense to me Monday, Wednesday, Friday. But it feels weird for me to do Monday and Wednesday on this feed, this, you know, the, the free and open iTunes website, Spotify feed, and then have nothing until the following Monday. And I want to space those out a little. So starting next week, it's going to be Mondays and Thursdays. Okay. You as evenly spaced out as you can get <laughs> in a seven day week. Why can't we have a metric week? Why can't we have 10 days a week? <laughs> what? I know the solar system doesn't work in metric, but I want, I want 10 days a week, 10 months a year. <laughs> 10 hours a day, 10 days a week, 10 months a year. I don't know. Uh, oh, and then suddenly I'm remembering being in a mall. Names are heavy and covered in butter. You, you, you got to drop. You got to drop. And they're hot. Names are names will burn your hands. You got to drop them. I remember being in a, a mall in Erie, Pennsylvania on New Year's Day, like fucking 17 years ago with uh 2004 new year's day 2004 with uh with jerry lynn and his missus and uh and me and and uh major punishment paul Ineson. and um uh jerry was looking at uh jerry's looking at watches and a kiosk in the mall and <laughs> And I was bored, so I decided to be a dickhead. And I asked the girl, "Hey, listen, you know, I'm, I'm. Do you have any metric watches?" And she looked at me, and I said, "Metric. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm from Canada. We use metric. We use the metric system. So, you know, ten hours a day, ten days a week." And she just looked at me like I had two heads, and uh, which is appropriate because it was a very Zaphod Beeblebrox bullshit thing to say to somebody. <laughs> But she, she bought into what I was saying and was very confused. But no, I'm sorry, we don't. <laughs> metric time, baby, metric time. Um, yeah. So I'm gonna move the second show each week to to Thursday. So from now on, what you'll hear me say instead of saying Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays, you'll hear me say Mondays and Thursdays. Handsome Genius Club radio show Mondays and Thursdays. Uh, and then every once in a while I'll mention, hey, there's a bonus episode on Fridays if you're on the Patreon. So there you go. Um, speaking of Monday, uh, we have a guest coming on Monday scheduled. We're going to we're going to record this weekend. A uh, good friend of the show, Greg Oliver. Greg is an author who's uh, a reasonably prolific offer to uh, author offer author uh, mostly writes about hockey and about uh, pro wrestling, which is how I know Greg through pro wrestling, of course. Um, but he's just come out with a book, a biography of uh, Canadian comedian, uh, Billy Van comic actor, Billy Van, who uh, most people who, who, if you if you think you recognize the name, um, there's a better chance you'll remember Billy Van if you know the hilarious House of Frightenstein, the early '70s cult classic Canadian children's show, where Billy Van played more than half the roles on the show. He was the Count. He was Griselda the cook. He was the librarian. He was the guru. He uh, he was um, 
He was the Wolfman, DJ Wolfman. Uh, Dr. Pet Vet. Billy Van was fantastic and incredibly prolific and no greater example of his, uh, of his range than Hilarious House of Reitenstein. Tour de force, my friends. Uh, so we're going to talk about Billy Van. We're going to talk about the researching and writing the book. We're going to talk about a little bit about hockey, a little bit about wrestling. Uh, Greg is good people, so I, I'm, uh, I'm I'm happy that he's coming on the show. Um, but today, today, we are going to talk to uh, Ricky Lima. Ricky is a comic book writer and all around goddamn great human being. I, I love Ricky. One of the things that has bothered me the most about not having comic cons comic book conventions for the past year. I mean, it was December of 2019 is the last comic book convention I did. Uh, not having comic book conventions for the past year is not being able to see friends like Ricky Lima. It's the same with wrestling. You know, me not doing shows is the people that I'm not seeing in person. It's that's That's a big reason why I still do wrestling shows is being able to get together with those people, that camaraderie, that, that community. And, um, Ricky Lima is, uh, a damn good writer. Speaking of prolific. Um, but he's also just a good guy and he's the kind of guy that you just, you, you just want to cuddle. He is, he, <laughs> he's like a Ron Funches. How can you, if you see Ron Funches in person, Ron Funches just exudes joy. Even when Ron Funches is down, you look at that guy and it's just like, oh man, he, he makes me happy. If Ron Funches is down, if Ricky Lima, if Ricky Lima is down, you want to give him energy. You want to give him happiness. To pay him back for the smiles that he's given you. He's a positive energy machine. Anyways, enough putting him over. I'm going to put him uh, over when I, when I get him on the phone, right? So, <laughs> so anyways, look, that's, oh, and here, one more thing. I finally have, I'll talk about this with Ricky, but I finally have, uh, stepped through a door. Into the into a new world, a new a new uh, uh, volume of Heroes of Homeroom C. I I have I have the idea for volume two, and it's changed for various reasons. There's a there there are reasons that it's taken this long. I'll talk about it with Ricky, but I have the idea for volume two, and it's it's gonna happen. It's gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna try and get it done this calendar year um okay i'll tell you what let's take a quick break i'm gonna play a song uh usually i just hit the record scratch but today i'm gonna play a song i don't know what song i'm gonna play so enjoy some music i might play no i'm not gonna play fuck donald trump i was thinking about playing fuck donald trump by yg and <laughs> by yg and nipsey hustle i might save that for for Friday. I might save that for Friday. Uh, but I'm going to play a song. And then uh, when we come back, straight into it with comic book writer and damn fine person, Ricky Lima. On today's Handsome Genius Club radio show.
Call Ricky Lima. Calling Ricky Lima. Mobile. Hello. Richard Lima. <laughs> when was the last Hello. time somebody called you Richard? A long time. What does your mom call you? Ricky. Oh, yeah. okay. Well, the full name is Ricardo. So. Oh, oh yeah, hey, yeah. Ricardo Lima. That sounds that right. sounds right. <laughs> exactly. That sounds that sounds like a guy that you can trust to get your mortgage handled. Okay. You know. Yeah, I mean, I don't know much about mortgages, but <laughs> I'm sure if I did, it just I uh, would. Ricardo Lima sounds like the kind of name. Like it sounds like you should have a bus stop bench ad with just your smiling face right and a, like like ricardo <laughs> lima number one on the south side or ricardo <laughs> lima the name you can trust yeah well i'm, I'm down let's, let's make this happen <laughs> okay kids we are back from break and because uh, we're going right into it ricky and uh <laughs> with us on the show today very impromptu i caught him about to go to bed because he goes to bed early, uh, like a person would. Not like not much else to do nowadays. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, uh, my friend and yours, comic book author Ricky Lima. Hey, Hi, Ricky. Welcome to the Handsome Genius Club. Hey, uh, does that mean I'm a handsome genius? That's what everybody says. When I say, come do the show, come do the Handsome Genius Club show, does that make me, people either say, does that mean I'm I'm handsome and smart? Or they say, I'm not handsome or smart enough to be on the show. And, <laughs> and what I've been telling people for the last few years is, if you can fit into a shirt, and usually I tell them, and give me 20 bucks for that shirt, <laughs> then you're a member of the club. Hey, if you're that's smart, good. that's good. You're not you're not shaming anyone. No, out. no. If you're smart yeah. enough to buy the merch, you're smart enough to be in the club. There you go. <laughs> so, I like that. So I um, uh, well, okay. I shouldn't. I don't want to make it sound like uh, I have you here because I need somebody as a guest. <laughs> I have you yeah. here because uh, you're on a, a an actual written out list of people that I want to talk to on the show about stuff, and, mm-hmm. and it just so happened you were online, and I I said hello to you. Um, because for people who haven't met Ricky, and you would know if you've met Ricky, he leaves that kind of he leaves the kind of impression on you that like. Uh, meeting Mick Foley would. Oh, no, come on. No, 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 no. Listen, wait. <laughs> Let me get to the end of the compliment. Okay. Meeting okay. Mick Foley would or meeting Stan Lee did. Wow. Just that kind of, um, here is, uh, a, a happy guy. Meeting, meeting Brody Lee did. He's a happy guy. His smile is infectious. Even even when I've seen you at kind of low energy and kind of, oh, man, it's been a long day, you still have this, you still have, like, at least 10% smirk going on so that people, I just, I look at you and I think, okay, there's a positive dude. There's a, there, there's a guy <laughs> oh, with positive man. mental energy. Oh, geez. Well, thank you. I, I, I appreciate it. But 2020 definitely has put a is put strain on that. It's tough to be positive when you're inside all day, you know. Well, that's why I'm I'm very happy that I caught you online tonight because I want to talk about I want to ask you about um, 2019 going into 2020 and 2020 going into 2021. Mm-hmm. Where was the momentum? for you going into uh the world shutting down mm-hmm. and well, so, how are you going to rebuild it coming into you know looking at looking at that light at the end of the tunnel and thinking okay sometime this year there's going to be a comic convention <laughs> yeah yeah right so uh, starting 2019, well, okay, not starting, but like in 2019, 
I released the first issue of Undergrowth. That's like my new book that I'm working on. Yeah. So so that came out. Uh, I don't know when in 2019. It doesn't matter. But then and then it came out with issue two, and I was like, oh man, this book is awesome. It's gonna blow people's minds. I was like so excited for 2020. I was like, this is my year. I'm gonna get published. It's gonna be it's gonna be amazing. Mm-hmm. And then and then 2020 happened. The pandemic hit, and I was like. Oh my God, everything's shutting down. Like, my career is over. <laughs> no one's going to be publishing anything anymore. Diamond is shut down and comic stores are closing. Um, so that was, that was tough, man. And then in January, I ran a Kickstarter because I was still like, yeah, 2020 is going to be my year. Uh, and I started a, a Kickstarter for a book that I was going to do all by myself, right? I was going to write it and draw it all by myself. Yeah. Uh, I'm not done that book. I, I, I'm like <laughs> probably halfway done. It's been a year, man. And, and every day I feel bad because, you know, people back the Kickstarter, I need to finish his book. But my brain is just not, nothing's coming out. Oh, dude. And then, uh, yeah. But but I'm lucky because I wrote all of Undergrowth in 2019. So the artist is still working on it. So we were able to come out with four issues this year. Which is crazy. I mean, who, what indie guy comes out with four comics in one year, you know? Yeah. <laughs> how, how, um, how many issues is Undergrowth going to be? Cause you've got, you've got a, mm-hmm. uh, the pre sale. Is it the pre sale for number six on your website? Uh, well, it's, it's out now. So, people oh, okay. Buy it to get it. But, uh, it's, it's, it's eight issues. So I wrote eight issues. And so the artist is working on seven now. Yeah. And then, and then eight is going to be like a double issue. So I guess kind of like nine issues. Oh, yeah. Right. Look at you, mister. <laughs> I know. I know. Tell so, us, give us, give us the elevator pitch for undergrowth. Uh, okay. Well, it's about uh giant robots and mental health. It's about these kids. Well, it's about this world that um, gets ravaged by these like invaders from space, these giant robots. And then these kids get killed and then are brought back to life by the planet and given like these mech, these organic mechs to fight against the robots. And then it's basically that and it explores like the characters and what they're, what they're up to. And yeah. Life after death, you know? So. <laughs> okay. Cause you are, uh, you are pretty prolific in the genres you touch. I mean, I've seen I've seen fantasy and romance and horror and sci-fi. Mm-hmm. Like you, you yeah. do a lot of different things. Oh, thanks. Well, I think I get bored easy, you know. <laughs> so it's like, so it's like I do one thing and I'm like, ah, oh, that's cool. But you know, what about this? And then so I'll switch it over. So yeah, like I like a lot of things and I get bored easy. I like to like do different things all the time. So yeah. Yeah, so I, I, I try my hand at a lot of stuff. But I think if you read them all, you can really... I think my voice comes out in it still. Yeah. You know, it's like different genres and stuff, so... Yeah. And and what's the what's the book that you kickstarted that you're working on yourself? Oh, man, okay. Well, that, that one's a tough one. Uh, <laughs> oh, geez, you're asking a hard question, Dan. Damn right. So, <laughs> uh, so it's called The Millennium Bond, right? And it's... um. So, uh, how do you explain it? So, it's about the the main story, I guess, or like, yeah, I don't know. It's about these millennials who get put into a floating art gallery after the world has exploded in 2020. And they communicate to each other through Renaissance paintings um, because they don't have bodies. So, mm-hmm. they inhabit the paintings talk to each other uh, and then eventually they find out that anytime they use a painting to communicate they uh, they use up all its energy and like destroy that painting but then they realize that they're starting to like not have any paintings left and they've like wasted all their time like just talking about random stuff I mean there's more there's more to there's like backstories and stuff behind like before the world collapsed but, yeah. but that's like the basic gist of it and um yeah. No, I, 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 I like that because it 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 speaks to me to uh one of my own personal anxieties, <laughs> which is and I've spoken about it here on the show, is uh linear time and okay. uh not being able to get that time back 
and having a having a life's mission that you want to accomplish. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's it's, it's sands through the hourglass. So right, yeah. And and, and I mean, it really it, it. You talk about your voice coming through. It speaks to you as a person as well, and it, I mean, it speaks to me in that you know you have you have a day where you, you you don't feel incredibly energetic or creative and and that day goes by mm-hmm. and you're somewhere in your head you're thinking i've wasted time that right. i should have spent creating this <laughs> this book doesn't get done unless i do it there you go there you go and that's that's the you know, in 2020, when I was like, oh, I'll start this book. And then, you know, you have this creative drought and everyone's like, well, just take a day off. Take, you know, take it easy. And it's like, but you don't understand. Like, yeah. these people are waiting for this book. You know what I mean? No, I, you see, that's the thing. I understand Yeah, exactly you get it. what you mean. And yeah. f- for me, it's been a matter of the last couple of years. The last major book I put out was Heroes of Homeroom C. And how long mm-hmm. ago was that? That was what, like 2017? And the very end of 2017. Yeah. So, um, my comic book career has very much been a duck on a lake. <laughs> okay. Well, but Above, you, have other, you have other stuff, though. I have other I mean, stuff, but what do what do I want to do with my life? top of the list is make comic books my full-time career not just i want to put stuff out i want to put stuff out ricky but i want that stuff to make me a living so that i don't have to go work a day job ever again i want i know my stuff just the same as you do in your head you know your stuff is good enough you know your stuff is plenty good enough now Let's make a living at it so that nobody, I never have to punch a clock again, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, so for me, the last few, the last couple, three years have been, um, some of it's been a waiting game and some of it's been writing and rewriting and rewriting. So the duck looked calm above the surface, but below, below the water, the the feet are going nuts, <laughs> but oh, the, the you know but you know uh, when you like the the opportunity came to apply for Fan Expo Canada for Artist Alley recently, right? Mm-hmm. And you're fi- I'm filling out that online form, and all I'm thinking is, this is the exact same information I put in two years ago. This year, thank God, I had something new to add. I did the illustration for that Steve Austin book. I got something new I can add, and I know what day it's coming out, man. <laughs> and I yeah, yeah. and I already cashed that check. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you <man>. know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Actually, I just cashed that check today. Um, hey, hey. Uh, <laughs> but um, I can't. I can't fill out the, you know, list the work you've done by saying, you know, my my feet are paddling, man. <laughs> yeah, you just submit like a picture of a duck and you're like, there you go. <laughs> yeah, you know, see fine. how calm he is? He's not calm. <laughs> His well, flippers are sore. So, but you, you have stuff like on the go, though. Like, I mean, that's, it's not like things aren't happening. No, like, it's not but... like things aren't happening, but... um. Man, do I want things I want things to be happening faster or I want more things to be happening faster, mm-hmm. more of the things I'm working on to be happening faster. But hey, that relies on me in large part, you know? When I yeah. when I crush the entire second season of Dallas on Amazon Prime <laughs> in a weekend. Yeah, yeah, right. It what? feels good, but at the same time, it doesn't. Yeah. Now, you know, I got two screens on my computer. I got Dallas on one, and I'm redoing my website for the second time in two weeks on the other. But mm-hmm. but getting my website up to snuff is not 
writing a new volume of Heroes of Homeroom C. Yeah. You know, and that's a thing we talked about, you know, because every once in a while uh, to explain something, I have to say, well, my agent. And mm-hmm. <laughs> and I just did that with you as when we were texting before, yeah. before this. And um, my agent got back to me a few weeks ago. And I've, I have, she has a copy of like a 170 page, a full 170 page volume of Heroes of Homeroom C that's been sitting on her computer for two years. Mm-hmm. The problem is it's, it's a soft reboot of volume one for a much larger audience, right? A book publishing audience. And yeah. it's, um, it's. Uh, she's told me a, a, a few weeks ago that the problem with selling it to a book publisher is a, a volume of it already exists in print. Like there is a Heroes of Homeroom C. It's not a totally yeah. new, yeah. But, but that was self-published, right? That was self-published. Yeah, yeah. But I, but listen, I trust her. This is like, you know, if I'm a my, I've made this comparison before. If I'm a mi- minor league baseball player and I'm in, you know, you know, rookie A ball, I have, uh, I have, uh, uh fucking A Rod's agent saying, yeah, I'll <laughs> represent you. So what she says goes for me, right, right? right? If she doesn't think she can sell, uh, a a soft reboot of Heroes of Homeroom C because I've already published one. I'm not fighting with her. Yeah, yeah, that's true. What that does for me is that sets me on the path to self-publish volume two. Mm-hmm. So yeah. now, now I have to, but now I have to write a new volume two. <laughs> right, yeah, no, that's the tough part, man. Yeah. So, it, But I mean, nowadays, like self-publishing is, is good. I'm yeah. Right. I'm not. I wouldn't say. I'm, I'm not. It's strange because I'm not upset now after the the lengthy delay of letting it sit. Uh, I'm not upset by hearing, well, it can't go to a book publisher. Now it's it feels like, OK, well, I'll just do it myself. I did yeah, the first exactly. one. I, I'm, I'm, I'm back on. I would like to have. I would like to have done it two years ago when the iron was a little hotter, but <laughs> no. I'm totally going to do a volume two now. And. Um, and keep going. I've 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 thought for a while. Look, there's going to be stuff that I send to my agent, and there's going to be stuff that I do myself. This is a this is back in the realm of doing it myself. So yeah, exactly. And I mean, you gain experience doing it yourself, so that when you do get published, it's even better. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, now you have had. <laughs> I'm setting you up, baby. I'm setting you up. <laughs> okay. And you should see this coming on the horizon. <laughs> you've had you've had some bit of experience in dealing with a publisher. Yeah, and uh, I have I have probably mentioned on this show, uh, without naming you by name, okay. the the fact that the fact that I stuck my finger in that pie <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> yes, you you, now you yeah, see yeah, where i'm yeah, going yeah, okay yeah okay so uh i'll let you name names if you want to you can you can change names to protect the guilty i don't give a shit <laughs> but you had a deal with a publisher for happily your book happily ever after correct yeah yes um yeah now how come that book ended up being self-published? Yeah. Let's I mean, hear your I'll... side of it. <laughs> well, like, so when I did the the initial first Kickstarter for, like, the issue one, yeah, it, it did pretty good. Um, and then, yeah, then I was, I was approached, and I was like, oh, that's interesting. Um, but then I kind of went forward on that assumption that that would happen. Um, and then I was like, as it was going, I was getting absolutely no support whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was, I was thinking, I was like, well, you know, what, what would I get out of a publisher that I couldn't do myself? 
You know what I mean? Yeah. And at the end of the day, it's like, okay, sure, you get distribution, but if nobody knows about the book, (laughs) it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Yeah. You could be on every shelf in the world, but if nobody knows it, then no one's going to buy it. So, So then I was thinking, like, then you're giving up a lot in terms of, like, sales and and control of a book for, you know, for what? Nothing really. So, so yeah, then uh, we had that conversation. I was like, yeah, you know what? Yeah, I'm out of that. For people, I'll, and here I'll interject a little because I have another question about this. Um, I've told this story in the ancient past on, on this show uh, in that I, I was being chased after by said publisher and uh finally you know i kept saying well send me send me some send me an offer and i'll look it over have my lawyer look it over right and uh and and we'll get something going and that conversation took place molt that exact same conversation hey when you gonna bring this to us Okay, well, send me something. That conversation took place multiple times over about a year and a half until I finally said, shit or get off the fucking fence. I keep asking you to send me an offer and then we have something to talk about. And right. they and they finally did. And it was so poorly formed. It was so p- piss poorly copied and pasted from uh, other people's contracts that I had to pay a lawyer. 750 bucks to rewrite it into something uh legible something you know and when i finally sat that we we agreed on everything and when i finally sat down with them to sign the deal they changed their numbers on me the the meeting began with me smiling and saying hey let's get her done and then and 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 the and the follow-up to that was well we have to make some changes and they changed percentages and they changed length, uh, you know, the length of the deal. Yeah, and, yeah. and I remember leaving the meeting and calling my dad and saying, well, fuck this. <laughs> oh man. And, yeah. and, 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 and I talked to, I talked to more than one person and I still on occasion, I mean, they've, 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 poorly businessed themselves into irrelevance in the meantime um but i you're not the only person that i talked to and said hey man this is exactly what happened to me uh yeah and i remember telling you they're and they're up enough of a shit's creek that if you went to them and just said i don't think this is working out let's part ways yeah yeah and and that's what happened isn't it you just told them this isn't like i mean how did the conversation go yeah no that was pretty much it yeah i was like look uh i'm gonna go with my my own and then they're like all right yeah yeah (laughs) you know and it's like you know i i think i don't hate anybody like i think that you know the work that they were trying to do is great but it just wasn't working you know yeah I don't know, man. It's like it's unfortunate. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've 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 also I've also told the story many times of why I do hate that one guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't know, man. Don't know. Oh shit! But I mean, in the end, uh, look, uh, you know, I got my copy of Hev- Happily Ever After, and it's fucking great. So uh, thank you, thank yeah. you. Yeah. So in it, the in the end, you know, yeah, the right decision was made by my friend Ricky. And I mean, guess who gets a hundred percent of those profits, baby? <laughs> 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 so, yeah, but it, it's you know, like I I paid so much money for it to get done, right? So it's like, am I even breaking even? That's like not really, but yeah, whatever, you know. <laughs> yeah. Hey, like, l- listen, nobody. I haven't earned a dime out of comic books that I didn't make myself hand selling books at conventions. So, yeah, you know, exactly, man. Like nobody realizes how expensive comics are, man. Like I look at the expenses for undergrowth right now and it, I'm like, I could have, you know, 
I could have bought a house maybe. Well, maybe not, but probably not a that much. Real, <laughs> a real shitty house. <laughs> yeah, like a shack somewhere, you know? Yeah. But, <laughs> oh, uh, maybe not. I just, if you ever look at blogto.com, there's yeah. an there's an art there was an article on Blog To uh, on uh, Tuesday morning about a uh, they all they they like to list they create a new article every time a really crappy house sells for way too much money in Toronto yeah and they had one the article was um, Toronto Mop Factory abandoned for thirty years. Sells for eight hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Oh, that's crazy! <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like <laughs> I, Toronto is insane, man. Short of winning the lottery, you can't you can't live in this city. <laughs> I mean, would you want to live in an abandoned mop factory, though? That sounds pretty cool. You and me together, like like yeah. uh, like Bart and Millhouse. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Didn't I tell you to watch the factory? I did. I watched it fall down. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Uh all right. I'm gonna I l- listen, I promised you we'd keep this short. Uh so I'm gonna I'm gonna catch and release. I'm gonna I'm gonna let you back out into the wild. But um tell us, tell everybody where they can find you online and what what they should be giving you money for. <laughs> All right. Well, limepressonline.com is the website. So it's like L-I-M-E-P-R-E-S-S-O-N. When you spell it out, it's actually very long uh, (laughs) URL, but it's easy to remember. Lime Press Online. And yeah, I got like, I have all six issues of Undergrowth there. I have, uh, uh, Happily Ever After the Graphic Novels up there. The the new book. So I I made a new book in 2020 called Huma Am, which was, actually done at a 24-hour comic jam and that was done all in like magazine cutouts. Mm-hmm. so um yeah so so i did that in 2013 uh and then i edited it during the pandemic and then published it like made the book uh and i think i sold like 10 copies so that's pretty you know pretty shitty <laughs> <laughs> but, you know what are you gonna do you know people don't have money the pandemic so, um, so I probably could have held off on, uh, on, on printing that book. <laughs> What's done is done, you know? <laughs> but it exists and it's fun and people should buy the damn thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. See, you, you should sell my books. I'll sell your books. I'm happy to sell your books. If we were, if we were tabling next to each other, I'm happy to, to drive sales to your table. I would be, my, my, uh, my gimmick usually when I'm sitting next to somebody is if I can, if I can reel them in and give them my sales pitch and they go, eh, I go, well, take a look at so-and-so's next to me. Fuck. This guy's great. Maybe this guy has something you'd like. Yeah. Fuck. I'd be happy to sell your shit, man. Uh, You're too good, Anthony. You're too good to people. They don't deserve you. No, they don't. And that's (laughs) in both, in both. In both good ways and bad ways, people don't deserve me. I, <laughs> I, I'm either an angel or a fucking wraith. Uh, <laughs> it's true. It's true. <laughs> but uh, but you, my friend, I you are on that list of people that I am. I am eager for there to be a convention again, so that. We can get back to oh. I can get back to hanging out with you and uh just being ridiculous uh in the aisles of a convention while while uh kids in cosplay walk by going, What is wrong with those two idiots? <laughs> yeah. And it's it's inspiring too, right? Like you kind of feed off of each other's energy for like future books and stuff. So Yeah. That's what I want, man. Oh, dude, I, there, there's a short list of people that if, you know, if I, if, if I have an idea and I think, you know, I, I need to think of who would, uh, who would provide a, a, a good insight to make this better for me. Then, you know, there, there are guys like you and, um, George Zotti 
and Jason Clark and Jamal Eigel. And here we go. Names are heavy and covered in butter, and I'm dropping a bunch of them. <laughs> Jeremy Whitley. Those are the people that I, I will go to and I'll I'll say, Hey, I have a Chris Maverick. I, I have a I have a silly idea and uh you know, I want to play this for you and see what you think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There you go. Anyways. <laughs> oh totally I'm eager to hang out with you, buddy. Uh one day. <laughs> one day. <laughs> Sometime by the end of this year, it'll be safe to take off our our hazmat suits and be in the same room with each other. <laughs> yeah, right? When will that be? We can go back to being one worldwide bubble. Done. <laughs> All right. All right. I've taken up enough of your time. For the love of God, Ricky, stop wasting time with me and go to bed. I will definitely, you don't need to tell me twice. I'm <laughs> ready for bed. <laughs> All right. Ricky Lima, thanks for wasting oh, a little time you. with us here on the Handsome Genius Club radio show. No problem. We're done for another day, kids. Uh, enjoy the rest of your inauguration day, if you're listening to this early enough on Wednesday. Or enjoy battening down the hatches for the Civil War, whichever works best for you. Uh, hope for peace, prepare for war. Uh, <laughs> oh my God, that's unexpectedly pessimistic. Um, or expectedly pessimistic. Anyways, uh, more than ever, kids, take care of each other. Find some good trouble to get into. I will talk to you again soon. Your Uncle Kingdom loves you. Bye.